Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. Second, two thousand and twenty-two. Oh, hi, everybody. This was a hard week, I think. And the reason that I think it was hard is that more and more as you are turning on your news, you are seeing the markets are going down. We're down 1165 points. We're this, we're that. Because everybody, really, everybody is freaking out. And on some level, rightfully so because there really aren't any answers to solve the two problems, the big problems that we're in right now. And those two big problems are inflation and a supply shortage. And I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get either of those problems to go away. Honestly, it's going to be far more difficult than any of us have any ideas. And as long as there is a supply shortage, meaning we can't get the food, we can't get the stuff that cars are made out of, whatever it may be, as long as we can't get it, the price of those things are going to go up and up and up. As you know, recently, and I will post pictures on this, I forgot to do it to tell you the truth, that KT wanted to have a greenhouse built for her garden. And not a greenhouse out of glass, but like one of those pool enclosures that have screens on them. She wanted that over her garden so all the little wild animals that live on the island couldn't get to her plants. And we did that. And I was talking to Manuel, who came over from Florida to build this for us. Fabulous, fabulous person. I said, Manuel, If we had done this a year ago, how much would it have cost us compared to today? And he said, oh, Susie, it would have been at least half of what you're paying right now. And I said, why is that? He said, Susie, I can't get any supplies. And the cost of my supplies to even do something like this is so much higher what they're charging me, so I have to charge you. So supply issue is a really big problem. And the reason that I'm saying that I don't think that problem is going to go away anytime soon is because over the years, we became so dependent on making sure that we were able to get 
the goods at the cheapest cost so that more money could be made and blah, 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 blah. We became totally dependent on places like China to manufacture everything that we needed. And what's sad about that is that China has totally locked down. So we can't get the supplies because most of them aren't working right now. When they do open up and they start to do everything and manufacture everything again, can you imagine the shipping problem now that we're going to recreate because everybody wants to order? And we still haven't solved the shipping problem once the ships get to the United States, how to unload them. That still hasn't gotten that much better. So this isn't a problem that's going to go away for a long time. So I could sit here and I could tell you all the effects that this had on that and blah, 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 blah. But the real truth of the matter is we have to figure out what do you do during times like this? And I thought about my career and all the years that I've been either on the air or mainly when I was a financial advisor actually seeing clients. What did they do? What did we need them to do over all of these years? And one thing that I realized a long time ago, and I'll tell you a story about it, is that it's not exactly what the economy does. It's what we do with the money that we make. Was the key to whether a family could live in retirement easily or was it going to be a struggle for them? So it was years and years and years ago when I was doing the retirement planning for Pacific Gas and Electric. Now, I know I've told this story before, but I really want to tell it again because it brings it home. Hundreds and hundreds of people came to me to do their retirement planning for them. But what really always fascinated me was this. There were employees that when they retired had a few hundred thousand dollars at most in their 401k, and their pension would be about $2,000 a month. Besides that, they didn't have a lot of money. And when we sat down to do their planning for them, they were easily able to retire and their money would last them given their lifestyle for the rest of their lives. And you know, I still hear from many of those people, believe it or not, and they always write me and say, thank you, Susie. We're doing so great. I can't even tell you. And I always write them back and I say, don't thank me. Thank you for the way that you spend money, the way that you save money, the way that you live life. And I always compared those people with the really high paid executives that would come in to see me. And those people, they had millions of dollars in their 401ks. They had pensions of $13,000, $14,000 a month. And because of their lifestyle, they could not afford to retire. And if they continued to live that lifestyle, 
given what was about to come in the future years and continue to do the things that they did, they would eventually go bankrupt. And I am sure that many of them did. And I feel like on some level, we're kind of there again. Because what's key to your success here, in my opinion, isn't necessarily what you do with the money that you have invested. It's what you do with the money that you are making. And I really think at this point in time, it's very important to conserve, conserve, conserve. Now, I know in a previous podcast, I said the number one thing I wanted you all to do was cut back on your expenses and conserve. And I'm sure that went in one ear and out the other. And that is because most of us think things aren't going to change. It's going to be okay. We'll get out of this. I still have a paycheck coming in. What's the big deal? I'm sure that there are many people out there that retired earlier. They decided they had enough money in their 401ks that it would be able to last them forever, that as long as they got a 4 or 5% growth rate on it or whatever, they would be okay. But many of those people have never experienced what we are experiencing right now. And what we're experiencing right now in a very certain way is worse than before the pandemic, is worse on certain levels than 2007 and 2008, worse than many of the times that we went down significantly We went down 84% at one time. We went down 54% at one time. So really, what we have going on in the stock market right now doesn't look so bad, but that doesn't mean it won't continue down. My fear is I don't think it's going to come back when it comes back as quickly as it did in 2020 by any means, because so much has changed. So I think it's really important that you want to make sure that you conserve. You not only conserve the amount of money that you're spending, you try to conserve as most as you possibly can from what? From having to take withdrawals from your 401k, IRAs, or other retirement accounts. Because the more you can conserve when these markets do turn around and they do go back up, and they will eventually it will be a while yet, then you have more money and then you can start living a little bit more freely. But right now, if you conserve, if you cut back, you don't need to take as much money out of your retirement accounts. You're able to save more and more money in your emergency savings accounts. But here is the Susie School for today. Many of you have listened to me, thankfully, and you created an 8 to 12 month emergency savings plan. However, you created it based on expenses that I think are under what you're currently spending. You created it when gasoline was $2 a gallon versus almost 4 or $5 a gallon when food was 50% less than it is right now. You did it at a time when your expenses were so much less. So I need you to take the time and go back 
through your expenses as to what they are today. What does it cost you to drive your car? What is it costing you on your home equity line of credit now? What is it costing you on your credit cards? What is it costing you for food, for going out to eat, for all of those things? Because there is no way possible that it's costing you the same today as it was six or seven or eight months ago. What is it costing you for rent? Rent has gone up dramatically, which affects everything. So you need an even bigger pool. Because your 12 months of expenses today is far greater than what it was a while ago. So you have to take that action. Because if you don't, the lesson of not taking that Susie's School recommendation will be you will find as things go on, it is possible that you will eat through your emergency fund faster than you know. Then what you will you do? You will go take a loan from your 401k. And the biggest mistake next Susie School that you can make right now is to take a loan from your 401k. And why is that? Because you're going to be taking a loan or selling stocks to be able to take that loan or mutual funds or exchange traded funds, whatever your money is invested in, because you don't have cash sitting in a 401k. Usually you have it 100% invested. You're going to be selling at a time when the markets are already down considerably. They're down anywhere, depending what you're invested in, from 13 to maybe 28 or 30%. This is not the time that you want to be selling anything that's good quality, maybe pays you a dividend, is making money, has cash, and all of those things. Because if you do, you'll miss out. It's going to take you five years to pay back that loan. And during that time, the market is absolutely going to start to turn around if it's like traditional markets, and let's hope that it is. And you will have lost out on the biggest gains. And I don't want that to happen to you next. As you know, I'm of the belief that we will be going into recession, and I so hope I'm wrong, either at the end of this year or beginning of 2023. And as these corporations or places that you are working, and I've said this before on previous podcasts, start to have to really cut down their expenses and everything so that they're showing better earnings so that they call it the street, Wall Street, likes them so their stocks can go back up again, they may have to do significant layoffs. And what if you're working for one of those companies? You took a loan from your 401k and now you're laid off But what if you're not just laid off? What if you're in an accident or you get sick and you have to quit because you can't work? Now, any part of that loan that you haven't paid back could be taxable to you, plus a 10% penalty, depending on your age. Now, why did I say could be taxable to you? Because many of you are still investing in traditional 401ks or traditional IRAs, which means pre-tax. You rather get the tax write-off today and have to pay taxes on it later on. For those of you who have listened to me 
and you're putting money into a Roth 401k, 403b, TSP, or a Roth IRA, you've got it made in the shade. Because even with the 401ks, you may have to pay a 10% penalty. You might not have to pay taxes on a lot of that money at all. So it's important for you to understand that you have to be invested in the right places, Roth retirement accounts, and you have to really conserve and know what your expenses happen to be. Those are two things that you need to do. Again, bolstering your emergency fund and making sure your investments are going into a Roth account of some kind. Now, in the past, I've obviously told you, try investing in this, try investing in that, let's do this. It should hold up. Nothing is holding here. The only thing that's kind of holding are energy stocks. Everything else, including consumer staples, which everybody is just like, what the heck just happened, have gone down. So people are starting to freak out and they are just selling anything and everything and they don't care. Now, thankfully, consumer staples or the ETF XLP pays you a dividend. Hopefully, you did a dollar cost averaging technique because remember, I told all of you, do not put lump sums into anything at this point in time. And it will be a long time, I think, before I tell you to do so, just so you know. But if you keep dollar cost averaging into certain things, they've got to turn around. But I don't know when that will be. And the way that you take the sting out of your losses is by dollar cost averaging. You keep buying things that you want to hold at the times when the markets go down particularly, but like once a month, once every three months, whatever it may be, to lower your price. And therefore, when the markets do turn around, eventually you'll make even more money. But it's very difficult to do that. Very difficult. In terms of energy, a lot of you invested in XLE in 2020, and you've made a lot of money. You invested in Chevron. You invested in Devon. You invested in other energy companies that I like. I still think energy is the place to be. And the reason that I think that, because a lot of you are like, Susie, what's wrong with you? Oil, we need to go green, we need to go green. I know, but I want people to make green as well. I want them to be able to have some place that hopefully will work for them. And the reason that I like energy and the reason that energy still gets hit every once in a while is that China is shut down. And when they do open up again, that will help the consumption of energy, meaning may make the prices go back up again. But one of the main reasons is this. You know, Europe has been really ahead of us in terms of climate change. And they really wanted to invest heavily in solar and wind and nuclear, even though nuclear was like, I don't think so. And that was the direction they were going. 
but they found that they couldn't produce enough energy to meet the demand. So then they had to become dependent again on Russia. And we all know the story about Russia. None of us want to buy anything from Russia because of what they're doing to Ukraine. And who knows what's going to happen? Is Russia going to get into a war with NATO? Possibly, maybe even probably. You can just see the whole thing is like, where is all of this going? And none of us have any answers. But because of that, you have places like Europe now saying, you know what, forget climate for right now. Let's start investing more in oil and doing it ourselves or figuring it out ourselves so that we don't have to be dependent on Russia necessarily for oil. And is that going to happen here in the United States as well? Will you have companies like Schlumberger and Halliburton and all those starting to do what they need to do so we're not as dependent on anybody for oil as well? At the same time that we are developing greener forms of energy, they have to do something about oil. Now, that is why I still like it. Oil can go down to almost $80 a barrel for these companies still to be profitable. We'll see what happens. But I think we equally have as good of chance for oil, depending, could go to $130 or $140 a barrel. And therefore, you know, we're still right around $110, $112 a barrel. We'll see what happens to these stocks. But the problem is this. When I tell you to do something and something changes, maybe you don't listen to the podcast or maybe I don't mention it for whatever reason, things can turn around and go right back down. So you have to make a decision on your own as to are you comfortable in it? Does it make you feel secure? How do you feel when it goes up? How do you feel when it goes down? And all of that, you know. A woman sent an email in to the podcast and said, Susie, I need your advice. My advisor says to sell Chevron. What do you think? And I kind of went off the charts at this person, the advisor. But anyway, right at the time, I think Chevron was around $165 a share. Since then, it's gone up to 170 something. It's gone down to 161 something. It's back at like 167 right now. But overall, it's still paying a very, very nice dividend. And again, she didn't say if this stock of hers was in a retirement account or not. But if you sell a stock that's outside of a retirement account, the problem with that is you owe taxes on it. So you have to take that into consideration. But these stocks are going to go way up, way down. The ETFs like XLE going to go way up, way down. Same thing with Devon. Same thing with Pioneer. One of my favorite oil companies is Pioneer, symbol PXD. And I believe I told you this a while ago again. Their goal, PXD, is to have the highest dividend on the stock market. So their regular dividend is like 4.5%, something like that. But because this company is so cash rich, they're giving you extra dividends. And right now that dividend comes to almost 10 or 11%. So at least you're making something 
when these markets are going down. And again, hopefully energy will stay where it is. Now, I thought staples were going to stay and I was wrong. They're down about 10%. You're going to have to decide, do you want to stay in? Do you want to get out? What do you want to do? And that brings us to the next lesson of Susie's school. What is it that you want to do? Because you cannot at this point in time really just rely on all the advice that's out there. Because really, nobody really knows what to do. I mean, the greatest advice that Warren Buffett is giving everybody right now is if you're invested properly, don't look at your portfolios anymore. Just put them away, dollar cost average into whatever you want to do once a month or every three months, and just wait. By the way, one of Warren Buffett's top holdings happens to be Chevron that he just recently bought, just so you know. However, that's not me touting Chevron, because I don't really care. I actually like Devon and PXD almost even better than Chevron, to tell you the truth. But you're going to have to know what do you need to do to make yourself feel secure. I do not, as many people do, have a problem with you having a lot of money in cash or U.S. Treasury bills or notes or even bonds at this point in time. Again, I want to reiterate, I know you know I don't like any type of bond fund. I don't care that I don't like it. If you are already still in a bond fund, just stay there because bonds are starting to exhibit a lot of sideways activities, which means that they may just stay here for a while. So just stay in and I think you will be just fine. But cash is what you really want to pile up. And again, great way to put cash in your Alliant Credit Union. Now, it will not surprise me within the next week or two, and I have no idea if this is true or not, everybody, if you don't see credit unions across the board start to raise interest rates, they very well could go to 0.75%, maybe 1%, we'll see. But if a lion happens, for instance, to raise their interest rates to 1%, and again, please, I don't have any insight on this at all. I don't have a clue. But let's just say they did. What a fabulous place for you to put money that you could access any single time that you wanted without penalty. And if you are out there and you have not opened up the Ultimate Opportunity Savings Account yet, what are you waiting for? If you just put in $100 a month, you open up the account, that month you put in $100. And then you put in $100 every single month thereafter, and you have $1,200 at least in that account. 12 months later, you're going to get a $100 bonus. So you really need to think about that. So if you haven't done it yet, you really should go to myalliant.com, M-Y-A-L-L-I-A-N-T.com. Again, please know I do not make a penny 
if you open up an Alliant account or not. That has nothing to do with why I am telling you to do this. But this is the time that I want you to build up money. And I want you to build up cash in a place that I know has the integrity that when interest rates are going up, like they're going up now, they're going to make sure that you get a higher interest rate as soon as they can as well. So can you just do that? And I have no doubt, by the way, everybody, that sometime this year, we will be offering a sweepstakes and you don't want to miss out on that. Anyway, just say, now, where was I? Doesn't matter where I was. Here's where I want to be. I want to be the professor of safety right now. I think it's important that all of us stay safe and secure. And I think the best way to do that is you just leave your stock portfolios alone. Again, assuming that you are invested in good quality stocks, you have diversification, most of them are paying you a dividend, ETFs, whatever it may be, and you just keep doing it as long as you have time on your side. Again, I have to reiterate for those of you who are in retirement and you need the money, I really hope that you have that cash cushion like the Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus told you that you all needed. Did you read the book? Did you hear my PBS special? I've said it for so long now so that you don't have to touch your stocks. One thing I just want you to know, recently I looked over all the returns of all the major financial advisors out there that have target funds that they offer to all of you. There is not one target fund that isn't down at least 18% to like 13%. There was nowhere to run. There is nowhere to hide in this kind of a market. I'm just telling you that. Maybe gold. I don't have a problem if you start investing little by little in GLD. The gold ETF, something that you might just want to think about. It has held up more than Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I told you, concerns me that if it breaks 27200 which it could, the next stop is 20000 The next stop after that is 14000 So it's not impossible that you might see it go down. It's also not impossible that if for whatever reason, technology stocks and things like that start to go up, you might see Bitcoin at 42000 before you know it. But only invest in Bitcoin with money that you do not need for a long period of time, money you can afford to lose, and money that you know is very, very speculative. You have to be careful there. So that's the Susie School for today. I will be giving a webinar on May 24th. You would go to susieorman.com slash webinar, and you could register there for free. And who knows what I'll say? You know, I have to follow Reed Tracy, who's the CEO of Hay House. He asks me questions, so I have to answer. But you really have the scoop here as to what I think. So I do think, just so you know, that it is possible 
We might have little ups in the market for a week or two, and then they're going to turn around and go right back down until inflation is solved. It is very possible. You could see the NASDAQ, which is all tech stocks, go down easily another 14%. You could see the Standard & Poor's easily go down another 10%. But any way you look at it, this is not a market that's going to start to turn around here and go up. Just know that. It can go up for short periods of time, but not for the long run. Again, you know how I feel about I-bonds. I-bonds, I-bonds, I-bonds till they are coming out of your ears. Because I think inflation is here to stay. And I think the interest rates that you're going to get on I-bonds over this next year or two, you are going to thank me for it big time. Again, I still like U.S. T-bills, U.S. notes and bonds. I know I'm repeating myself, but sometimes I need to say it twice for you to really get it. So the main thing is this. You have to know what it is that you need to do. What is the goal of your money? What do you need it to do for you? And then you need to take the actions to make sure that happens. The best action you can take once again is spend less and save more. Got that? All right. Until Thursday, there's really only one thing that I want you to do, and that is for you to stay safe, strong, and most of all, secure. See you then. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.